welcome back to the lounge. Today is Thursday, June 7th, and this is Throwback Thursday right here in the lounge. Uh, gonna be a pretty straightforward episode. You guys know the deal already. Just gonna be talking about some news events that happened this week in history. Uh, today I'm smoking the PDR El Criollito. Uh, my dad said it was good. I'm gonna trust him on that. L nice little short smoke, not gonna be... Uh, too heavy or anything so it should be good should be good give that a straight cut again we're not going to review the cigar it's only throwback thursday so that means we're just going to be talking about the history uh you know the history articles and the news articles that would you know happen this week in history so gonna go ahead and toast the outside of the cigar so we could go ahead and get started Some pretty interesting ones. I think two of them are pop culture ones. Try to get a little bit of the lighter news in there. This week we're doing most recent to oldest. So the first one that I read to you is going to be the most recent one. Not bad, not bad. Um, all right, so for the first uh, This Day in History, this one is on June 5th, so this was on Tuesday of this week. In This Day in History, I, I remember uh, the the end of this marriage back a couple years ago when uh, I remember seeing it on the news. I think I was in Orlando or something with my parents, but uh, Jennifer Lopez married Mark Anthony on June 5th in 2004. And so, again, all these are brought to you by uh, history.com slash this day in history. Um, on this day in 2004, some 40 guest watches a pop star and actress Jennifer Lopez weds her third husband, the singer Mark Anthony, in an intimate ceremony held in the backyard of Lopez's home in Los Angeles. So, yeah, so prior to her marriage to, to Mark Anthony, uh, Lopez had previously been married to Ojani Noah, from February 1997 to January 1998. And then again to Chris Judd, a dancer who appeared in the video for her hit song, Law, Love Don't Cost a Thing. And that was from September 2001 to January 2003. So she went a whole year without getting married again. So after her divorce to the, uh, to the dancer, six months later, Lopez married uh, Mark Anthony. She was also engaged to Ben Affleck. So, uh, a lot of uh, sticky situations going on in that, uh, in that family tree. I wonder if she had any kids with the first two husbands. I know she has like three with Mark Anthony. So yeah, about music, uh, that was just a little light to start off the day because uh, I remember when that happened. Uh, this one I absolutely do not remember happening because I was not even anywhere near born. I don't think my parents were even born yet. But in, in 1956, rock and roll is banned in Santa Cruz, California. Now, I remember last week we talked about the Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen, was banned from, you know, the UK for a couple months 
or I think forever, I'm not even sure, but in 1956, here in the U.S., rock and roll was banned in Santa Cruz, California. And so it says here, a, a favorite early haunt of author Ken Kessie and his Merry Pranksters was an established capital of the West Coast counterculture scene by the mid-1960s. Yet just 10 years earlier, the balance of power in this crunchy beach town 70 miles south of San Francisco tilted heavily toward the older side of the generation gap. In the early months of the rock and roll revolution, in fact, at a time when adult authorities around the country were struggling to come to terms with a booming population of teenagers with vastly different musical tastes and attitudes, Santa Cruz captured national attention for its response to the, to the crisis. On June 3, 1956, city authorities announced a total ban on rock and roll at public gatherings, calling the music detrimental to both the health and morals of our youth and community. And look at where we are now. Now we listen to rock and roll, we listen to all types of music. This is just one of those things where it was like they tried to censor, you know, like people's feelings and like emotions, and they didn't let they didn't want they didn't want people to express themselves for whatever reason because they were scared that it was going to radicalize people. And it's like some people are scared of the internet and how much people use the internet nowadays. But it's the same concept. They're scared. They say that the internet is ruining the youth and this and that. So I don't really think it is, but. You know, that's a nice analogy people make all the time. Or that you could make that analogy that rock and roll... was it, Rock and roll was banned in Santa Cruz, California because it was ruining the youth. You imagine if the internet was, was, was banned in a city? Well, how would they even communicate? And then for the last one, this one happened yesterday in 1944. This is kind of a more uh, serious one, I guess. This is uh, D-Day. D-Day happened uh, yesterday in 1944. And although the term D-Day is used routinely as military lingo for the day an operation or event will take place, for many, it is also synonymous with June 6, 1944, the day that the Allied powers crossed the English Channel and landed on the beaches of Normandy, France, beginning the liberation of Western Europe from Nazi control during World War II. Within three months, the northern part of France would be freed and the invasion force would be preparing to enter Germany where they would meet up with Soviet forces moving in from the east. They were just slamming Germany, you know. Good for it. I mean, like, good, good uh, for the U.S. and for all the people that were trapped in there. All right, I went to go visit Berlin, uh, the Berlin Wall, back in uh, June of uh, nineteen, or June of uh, two thousand sixteen, and wow, what a what a desolate place Berlin is. Like, if you live in Germany or anything like that, I'm sure you can agree with me. Like, you know, a lots of bombs went off. There was a lot of warfare. It was the capital. It's where Hitler stayed, but just empty fields of concrete slabs and it, it was like a city without buildings it was it was a it was like a ghost town in a sense like it like yeah it had a lot of modern technology and a lot of modern architecture but for the most part it just felt so empty and i feel that's because the war that they were in like world war ii the war that we were all in you know the the attacks on that city really like was detrimental to the growth of, of of the buildings and the architecture and and the cityscape and everything like that. So it was just very empty, very desolate. I felt I felt it felt kind of weird to me to be in a place like that where I knew where I know like 
where potentially hundreds of people and thousands of people died on the floor because of attacks and like missiles and gunfire. It says here, when Hitler's armies in control of most of mainland Europe, the Allies knew that a, su a successful invasion of the continent was central to winning the war. Hitler knew this too and was expecting an assault on northwest Europe in the spring of 1944. He hoped to repel the Allies from the coast with a strong counterattack that would delay future invasion attempts, giving him time to throw the majority of his forces into defeating the Soviet Union in the east. Once that was accomplished, he believed an all-out victory would be his. But on the morning of June 5th, 1944, the U.S. General uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, the Supreme Commander of Allied Forces in Europe, gave the go-ahead for Operation o Overlord, the largest am amphibious military operation in history. On his order, 6,000 landing craft ships and other vessels carrying 176,000 troops began to leave Europe for the trip to France. That night, 822 aircraft filled with parachutists headed for drop zones in Normandy. An additional 13,000 aircraft were mobilized to create air cover and support for the invasion. And by the dawn of June 6, eight, and by the dawn of June 6, the dawn of on June 6, 18,000 parachutists were already on the ground. The land invasions began at 6:30 a.m. What a scary time it must have been to live in that in that era. Between and now my dad's talking over there, so annoying on the phone. Like if, like if I'm not recording an episode right here. But um, what a scary time to live in in that time. You imagine uh, being scared, and especially after that, like during the Cold War, when you were scared that you know, especially here in Miami, where you were scared a, a you know, a Cuban missile was gonna come and hit us at any moment. Thank God it never did. But imagine living a, living during that time. So in, in 2004, Jennifer Lopez married Mark Anthony. In 1956, rock and roll was banned in Santa Cruz, California. And June 6, 1944, D-Day happened over at the beaches of Normandy. Someone's calling me. Toll-free numbers. So annoying. But yeah, so those three events happened this week in history. If you like what we had to uh, to bring you this episode, if you liked what we had to say, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you know, favorite the station. And uh, so that I think it downloads all the episodes automatically. So if you want to go back and listen to an episode after it's come out, you could go ahead and do that. Um, if you like the video, go ahead and like the video. And you can follow us on Instagram at thelounge.media at T-H-E. L-O-U-N-G-E dot slash, you know, period, uh, media, M-E-D-I-A, at the lounge dot media, at Gable Cigars, at G-A-B-L-E-S-C-I-G-A-R-S, Gable Cigars. Thank you so much for staying tuned to the end of the video, um, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Friday's favorite, number six.